Hey guys, and welcome back to the Pennies Pounds podcast with your host Kia. And this is a podcast where we aim to dispel your myths, simplify difficult financial jargon, and rectify your own personal problems. Happy Wednesday, actually. It's a new day. Usually it's Mondays, but I'll tell you why it's Wednesday. So it's a new year. We've really released an episode for this year, but things are going to change slightly. So I'm working on a lot of things behind the scenes, which means that they obviously take more of my time. So the podcast is still my baby. It's how we started, but it's just going to change to fortnightly and a new release day will be Wednesday. So just to pencil that in your diary, it'll be every two weeks now and it'll be on the Wednesday. It'll be coming out. But hopefully when things are up and launched and all the things I've got going on behind the scenes are available to talk about, it'll go back to weekly. But for now, please bear with it. It'll be every two weeks. But it doesn't mean that I won't still be providing the gems like today's episode. Today, we're talking about all things self-assessment. If you are self-employed or looking to go into the self-employed route and manner, then this is the episode for you. We're going to talk about the self-assessment tax return in particular, because that deadline is looming and coming up. If you're someone who needs to submit it, haven't done it just yet, or you just want some tips and tricks around it, then you are listening to the right episode. But to help me with this, I have an amazing guest with us who is the pro and is going to give us all the tips that we need. Guest, who are you? <laughs> I am Benedict from Benny Ratio Finances. Thank you for having me so on the episode today, Kia. No worries. I never, I've never had a laugh before. I've introduced you. You start with laughter. <laughs> I guess, never. I don't know. I'm in a good mood, I guess. Good. I'm happy about that. It's always good to be in a good mood. Well, I'm in a good mood as well because I want to talk about self-assessment tax returns. But before we get into the questions and delving deeper into it, I want to let you know, I want to tell you, right? So I've been, everyone listening to the podcast will know, I became self-employed in 2020. So I had a job that I was working and will you believe it? I left it the day before wow. the UK went into lockdown. I'd handed wow. in my notice, my final day. I remember going into work and they said, yeah, we're shut down. My final day, I didn't get to say bye to anyone because that was it. And the next day we went into lockdown and I said, this is probably the worst time I could have chosen to become self-employed and relinquish my stable income and say, you know what, I'm just going to fear yeah. it in the world of self-employed. So that's what I did. Um, I'm Thinking back to it, would I have changed it? I probably would have. I probably wouldn't have done it at the time that I did because the, the place I worked at, um, they supported their employees the entire time. So probably knowing that, I'm like, ah, could have had some stable income for a bit longer. But nonetheless, yeah. it's taught me a lot being self-employed. It has. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's been interesting. But you know what? Let's get straight into this episode. So I want to ask you, we know the deadline's coming up. I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, the deadline for self-assessment tax return is coming up. But what happens if you don't file on time? So it's worth saying the deadline is coming up, which is normally the 31st of January. However, because of coronavirus, the very same thing that you just talked about, <laughs> Um, they have extended the deadline. So they've extended the deadline to the 28th of February, giving everyone an extra month to um, actually file their return. Um, it's worth saying, obviously, there are always terms and conditions, as as, as we all know. So it, the extended deadline does give everyone an opportunity to um, to file a little bit later, but they are actually going to charge interest on anything that's not paid on time so it's worth just bearing that in mind you won't get the normal hundred pound fine which is actually what happens if you don't file on time normally you don't file make sure that you expect to receive a hundred pound penalty fine Ooh. in the post that's just how it works hundred pounds um, and what they actually do is they charge you a hundred pounds every month and after three months 
So after the, the fine goes up to £300, they actually then even begin to charge you 5% on top of um, whatever it is that you might be owing. So yeah, it is something that basically a fine that can basically uh, continue to increase over time if you don't pay, basically. Okay, so we know the deadline's coming up. So basically, file on time. Otherwise, you may not be paying the late fee, but you will definitely be paying interest. Yes. So what they're doing, actually, they've allowed people, if you have a good reason, like, I don't know, you were in the hospital, someone died or something like that. Hopefully that's no one's situation. But if you do have a good reason, don't get me wrong, they will they will listen to that reason. But if it's just a case of you forgot or you didn't know what to do or whatever, that's like not good enough. Um, so, yeah, do expect a fine um, and do expect them to charge you interest. Um from that time onwards they are also allowing people to set up like a they call it a time to pay arrangement so with a time to pay arrangement it just means that although you might not have been able to pay it like at once so let's say you've got a tax bill that's quite heavy and maybe you've used the money for other things just due to the climate and everything then you can kind of spread the payments out but you need to still make the arrangement um, and the deadline for making the arrangement is actually um, 1st of April for the time to pay arrangement. Okay, brilliant. So the, the, the dates we need to have in our, in our calendars is the 31st of January is the deadline. But if you do yep. want to make an arrangement, then we are saying the 31st of April, right? Up to the 1st of April. 1st so of April. Technically the 31st of uh, March, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. I want to say, I want to butt in here and say, I have experienced the late fees firsthand. <laughs> I feel like I've, I've gone through a lot. I've gone through a lot of pain being self-employed. I can imagine. But <laughs> I Many have... people do, unfortunately. <laughs> they do. And I have been one of them. And I, I've told a story on my YouTube before. This is when I was like 17, 18. I had no clue um, as to like the, yeah. all the things you have to do with all the filings. I was just really excited to have my own business. And I racked up about three grand worth <gasps> of late. Exactly. I know that's, oh gosh. Oh, the anxiety, oh I can feel it already, how I felt at that age. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Because I let it get on, I let it last for about two, three years because I went to university, didn't see wow. all the letters in time because I was away from home. And then by the time I said, you know what, let me tackle this. I remember that the most recent letter I'd gotten said I owed them £3,400 worth in late fees and penalties and everything. And that was an absolute headache if you want to know how that did ended you it's on youtube pay it or did you did you get did you get out of it well spoiler alert i didn't pay it i didn't i managed okay. to get out of it but that was just a whole journey in of itself that literally rectified itself when i was 21 and i got into that at 17 so that tells you everything and you I, need to know i i normally say the hmrc knows where you live like you yes. can't run you can't oh, <laughs> they will boy. find you <laughs> you cannot run i thought you know what me being away for uni i'm good it's all right you know, like yeah. outside, out of mind. I think that's what it was for me because I, I didn't nope. really come home. And when I came home, the stack of brown letters that were waiting for me, I they yeah, do wow. not care. One year, two years later, they don't <laughs> care. They will still be adding the interest they and were. sending you those letters. <laughs> they were. So if you don't want to be like me, then you need to follow the tips that are going to be given in this episode because please, I have gone through the pain so no one else has to, okay? That was, yeah. wow, a time in my life yeah. that I'm happy for because I learned a lesson but boy I do not want to relive at all ever again so (laughs) moving on then let's talk about actually filing your self-assessment tax return so how does that work because if I go back to my previous experience when I was 17 and well 18 I I did file one but I didn't file it correctly and then from then I never filed it again but the one I did (laughs) was actually paper 
So I want to ask okay. you, how do you file? Is it paper? Is there an online way? What does that look like? Okay. So, yes, I'm sure when you were 17, probably a good number of years ago now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you can, to be fair, you can still file by paper. But if I'm honest, I don't know who does that. And I'm an accountant and I still don't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can file by paper. The deadline for that, though, is the 31st of October. So you're do, having to do it at least three months before everyone else. If I'm honest, and I'm sure for the majority of people reading, uh, not reading, listening to this podcast, um, we're, we're all 21st century people. We like to use a computer and just click buttons. So yeah, you can do it with by paper or you can do it online. Now with doing it online, there are two ways. So you can do it yourself, of course, if you have a tax account. So you need to register on um, gov.uk. You know, they'll set you up with a government gateway ID. They'll send a code. They'll verify your identity, all of that kind of stuff, just to make sure that you're the right person. And you can do that online. It does take a bit of time because obviously they need to send you a code to your house. So that's you waiting for a letter, then you putting the code in and all of that. So it's not a case of I'll just go online today and sort it all out today. You'll go online today, register, they'll send you stuff. So you're probably looking about, I would say, give it a good two weeks. That's assuming none of your letters get lost in the post or anything like that. Make sure you have at least two weeks to just sort out your online um, account. Um, the other way you can do it is obviously online, but your agent slash your accountant. Um, so you could, your accountant can do it online for you. So for me and my customers, I do it online for, for them um, on their behalf. And that they don't have to have an account for me to be able to make the submission on their behalf. Brilliant, brilliant. We're going to touch on that a bit more, you know, the, the pros and cons of both towards the end of this, yeah. this episode. But <laughs> let's let's move on to the actual return. So... For us, explain to us the different sections on there. For anyone who maybe hasn't seen it yet or is due to do theirs, what are the different sections yeah. and what information do you need to have to hand to be able to fill in your self-assessment tax return? Right. So heads up, there are many sections. Oh boy, okay, right. Everyone pen and paper out. <laughs> there are many sections. To be fair, though, for the majority of people, not all of the sections apply. Um, it, it may just be one, two, three, maybe four. Um, sections that apply but obviously everyone's in different situations so you know depending on whether you're married depending on whether you've got children depending on whether you had a student loan depending on whether you've got a full-time job or not or whether you're just self-employed like there's so many different circumstances and scenarios as you can imagine so you know yes there are many sections but if you're just choosing a section that's relevant for you you'll probably go through two to three maybe four so some of the sections um, that you will need to be aware of, of course, which we all know is your business income and your business expenses. Now, let's be clear. So the business expenses that you, the business income and expenses, it's not, so as an accountant, many people think that they need to literally send me their receipts. I have no interest in your receipts, right? <laughs> I just need to know <laughs> how much you spent legally on your business, right? Once I know how much your total expenses are, I can take that away from your total income to make your profit. So when you do your self-assessment online, that's what they want to know. They don't need to know you spent £1.50 on an Amazon pen or you spent £50 on whatever, you know, stationery. Like, they don't care about that. They just want to know eligible expenditure. When you take it away from your business income, what is your profit? Because ultimately, it's your profit that you're taxed on. It's also worth me saying here at this point that many people, my customers, Think that you can include your salary as an expense. When you are self-employed, you don't have <laughs> a salary. I have had customers literally be like, I'm going to go and get a second opinion on this. 
Wow. And be like, yeah, literally. One lady said to me, I'm going to go. She said, I did her tax return. And she said, oh, you didn't include my, my salary. I said, no, you don't have a salary. You're, you're self-employed. Did you pay? If you paid for someone else, that's fine. Like a contractor, that's fine. We can put that in. But you don't have a salary. She was like, no, no, no. I'm going to get a second opinion. I said, no problem. You can do that. Um, I don't know whether that person did put her expenses or not. But yeah, your salary wow. is your profit. That's why you're in business, yeah? So there's no salary. Maybe, hopefully, we might have another session we can talk about how you can earn a salary yes. if you're like a limited company, but that's completely different. So just to be clear, it doesn't include your salary. Um, other aspects and other areas is your PAYE income. So I'm sure every most people are aware, a lot of people have full-time jobs um, as well as like being self-employed on the side, having a side hustle or registered business. So for many of us or many people, they have to, you still have to put in your em, uh, employer's income. And again, this comes as a surprise to many people because they think, oh yeah, I just need to put, give, give the accountant or just, I just need to work out my business income and expense. But actually, no, they need to know how much tax you might have already paid. So that's why they need to know your personal income um, and any tax you've paid already. They also ask you about things like, you know, donating to charity have you donated to charity have you received any income from abroad have you had any capital gains capital gains being i sold a house and i made some profit you know um stuff like that there's also sections on child benefit so if you have child ben if you receive child benefit and your salary is more than a certain amount then they need to know because you might be liable for a child benefit tax um i think i mentioned before um student loan so again, if you're if you have a student loan that you took out with a government or student finance company, that all needs to be incorporated because they'll charge you um, and take out a percentage from your from your profit that way. Um, and what else? There's so many different sections. Did There's I mention in, in receiving money from abroad? Um, yeah, yeah. Those are the majority or the most most common types of um, areas that people need to fill in. Well, you know what? You have literally given so much information <laughs> that me having have not done another self-assessment return since I was like 18. This is like bamboozling. Yeah. This is so much information. Like I'm someone yeah. now I've got myself together. But in the beginning, when I, you know, started my self-employed journey, I was buying stuff on different cards. And I wasn't really keeping track on my business expenses because I'd buy one card here, another card there. And then when it came down to it, I was like, I don't know how much I spent so far. I don't know what yeah. I've put in the business. So yeah. obviously now I'm yeah. more streamlined. Everything's on one account. So that's a lot easier. But yeah. let's say it's someone listening and they're like, you know what? Everything that you have just said has gone in one ear and out the other. <laughs> and I cannot do this, but I've still got a file, right? Let's yeah. now move yeah. on to what you touched on a bit earlier. What are the pros and cons versus, you know, filing yourself and sitting down and putting in all the work versus getting someone like yourself to do it on... Yeah your behalf on the person's behalf yeah so like i said like i said you can do it by yourself everyone knows this you can do it by yourself but there's a reason why there are accountants in the world that's very <laughs> because true because it's not the it's not the easiest thing it's you know we can all bake cake right but can you make a wedding cake exactly you know, wow that's that's a good that. wait no we've got to pause on that one say it one more time and just leave the silence there Say it one more time. Go on. You make me laugh so much. No, go on. We need to hear we it again. Can all bake cake, but can you make a wedding cake? Whoa, whoa, whoa. No words. No <laughs> words for that. I, wow. You, you left me gobsmacked with that one. That is so true. 
Oh, sorry, carry on what Honestly, you're saying. I just right? pause that one. We just take that one it's, in. It's, sorry, sorry, just to go a little bit off track. It's like when your mum used to say, when you wanted McDonald's when you were a kid, and mum's like, oh, I'll make you... <laughs> I'll make you... <laughs> I'll make you... <laughs> the pain, you can't even say it properly, because the pain was just different when you were younger. The pain was just different. You we've got burger and chips at home. I do home. <laughs> it was never the same. Where was the Big Mac sauce, mum? Mom, where was it? Where's the apple pie? Where's nah. The Where's the toy? Where's Do you the know what I mean? Looking big. Yeah, anyway. Right, <laughs> back to taxes. <laughs> back to taxes. So yeah, pros and cons of filing a self-assessment. As, as Kia mentioned, right, I listed a whole number of areas. To be fair, many of those areas don't apply to everyone. But when you've never done this before and you're not familiar with numbers, you're not familiar with the system, honestly, it can be overwhelming because you're literally going through pages and pages and they're asking you all these kind of funny questions that in reality you're not sure the whole time you're filling it in and you're thinking oh should I have a number here should I not have a number you know is it a yes is it a no does this apply to me does it not apply to me you know there's so much uncertainty and anxiety around it and I think you mentioned it before like some people do fill it in but then they fill it in wrong Mm. so in terms of that being, you know, pros and cons. A con is that number one, you'll probably be overwhelmed and you might fill it in wrong. And if you fill it in wrong um, and HMRC find out, they do also fine you for that as well. Wow. Because as far as they're concerned, it's like negligence. Yeah. They can charge you or they can say, well, you recalculate, you calculated it wrong. Your tax bill is actually X amount and they can require you to pay more. Um, so, you know, just bearing that in mind. And of course, the pros, you know, getting a professional to do it. They do this all day, every day. They know what they're doing. They're not trying to figure it out and guess and make you do things that are not applicable, you know, for your situation. Also, when you have an accountant, a pro would also be that they can let you know about things that you um, you might have missed. So, for example, I had a customer, um, literally a few weeks ago, we were sorting this out for her. And she sent me like her PAYE stuff. She sent me a few things, business expenses. But then she completely missed the fact that she could also claim her professional fees. And this person's a doctor. So you can imagine there's a lot of annual fees, a lot of subscriptions and all of that. I think when I first calculated her tax, I can't remember how much it was. But when when we put the fees in, I know she definitely got to pay at least like a grand less of tax. That's major. Extra fees. So that's another pro. You can actually save money by getting an accountant to do it for you because they can, you know, show you more areas where you might be able to you know, um, basically claim expenses and stuff. Wow. Well, do you know what? I mean, me personally, I think that's very bamboozling. I think looking at that, and I have, I do remember how it was, and I remember thinking, I don't know how I'm meant to yeah. know all of these numbers. Yeah. I, I just don't know. And I, I used to have um, people yeah. that I worked with, because I, I worked freelance when I first turned self-employed. And there's people that I worked yeah. with, and she used to be like, one of the women I worked with, she used to say, you know, I have to dedicate a whole day to dealing with my taxes because it's that overwhelming. And then she finally got an accountant and she said, you know what, this has changed my life because I'm someone, (laughs) as you mentioned, you know, your perfect analogy there. I'm someone and I I believe in playing to your strengths and I have a lot of strengths, but what I will tell you is accounts and returns (laughs) is not one of them for me. So that's just me personally. It's not one of them. And people like yourself, accountants, absolute godsends because I don't know what I, do you know what I know what I would do if I didn't have an accountant or anything like that I would have numerous penalties and files and incorrect penalties because you filed it wrong I'd have all that on my doorstep yeah. and I'd be like geez I don't know what I'm doing honestly yeah, yeah. But thank you for that breakdown now lastly we're coming towards the end of the episode now 
what tips would you give to someone who's either self-employed now or turning, deciding to go self-employed with regards to their taxes? So anything that they can do throughout the year to maybe help them put them in a better position now or anything else that we might just not know if you're in that, that field? Yeah, so I think, and again, you probably alluded this, alluded to this earlier. Number one, business income and expense should be in a separate account and dealt with separately. The amount of people who are still using their their own, you know, your personal business, uh, your personal bank account to receive business income and to make business expenses, honestly, it makes it a nightmare trying to sort out at the end of the year like you said like how much do how do i know which one's the business like for example i give a, i give an example we'll talk about mcdonald's again <laughs> other restaurants are available by the way <laughs> <laughs> um, but when you're on a business trip if you have to buy lunch or breakfast or dinner or whatever that's fine that's a business expense but if you are at home or in your normal office or whatever technically you're not you shouldn't really be charging um your lunch so how do i know that mcdonald's tap a is you know the business one and mcdonald's b is a business one is is a personal one like it's just really hard to figure out but if you have a separate business bank account with a separate business card then we automatically know that everything on this card is for the business and i used it when i was doing my business so that's number one please 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 keep your stuff separate um and number two which is next in line and because it makes people like me have an easier time doing your self-assessment is just please keep all your information in one place like waiting until the 31st of January to then see if you can download your payslips from your company's accounting system or if you have a P60 and then trying to find your statement and then trying to find your UTR number which by the way if your accountant doesn't have your UTR number, we can't help you and you can't even help yourself if I don't think you'll be able to log onto your account. So like keep all your information in one place. In one place. So that when you need it, it can easily be drawn down and we can get the job done for you or you can get the job done for yourself without having to go through files and you know, stacks and stacks of paper trying to look for a random letter that was sent to you by HMRC two years ago. I think those are some amazing, amazing tips and ones that Myself, I mean, boy, I, I, I say this all the time. Whenever I have guests on, I learn just as much as everyone listening. And I'm definitely going yeah. to make a point just to keep everything all together. I mean, I really have now learnt the hard way about separating yeah. your spending. So I do everything on one card. But now what I will do as well is having all my information in one place. I'm trying to be more organised. I'm trying to make everything a seamless experience. Because do you know what I realised? Yeah. I, real, I think the moment I knew I was going wrong was when I think... About two years ago now, I got an accountant because I didn't know what on earth I was doing with myself. I had no idea what I was doing with my money. I said, let me get an accountant. That's what my dad said. So I got one. And I realized things were going left when I was dodging his calls. When I saw oh, his no. number come up, I said, oh, I don't know where. He's going to ask something. I don't know what it is. I don't know where it is. Oh, I'll talk to him later. Oh. And he'd email me. Yeah. Key, I'm trying to get through to you. Call me again. What's that mean? I'm like, oh, not in the right space. I don't know. What I, whatever you're asking me for, I haven't got it don't know where it is and that's that's what made me fix up honestly and and this is it because like at the end of the day yes the accountant is there to help you you know we've talked about the pros already but they still need a little bit from you you know to to, to help the process go smoothly like they can't work magic you still need to give them your information to do it for you exactly and I've, i've learned the hard way so if anyone doesn't take anything else from this yeah please take what you said you know have all your information together Spend all on one card, 
and don't be like Kia. I feel like that's a key one. Just don't be like how I've been. I've I've made the mistakes so you don't have to. Learn from my mistakes, please. Please, honestly. But thank you so much. This has been an amazing episode and very, very useful for anyone who, like I said, is self-employed right now and needs to file by next Monday, just FYI, or is looking to go down that route. Thank you so much. But if anyone wants to find you after this episode, where can they find you? Whether they just want to ask you some questions or inquire about your services, anything, where can they find you? So you can find me, of course, on Instagram, Benny Ratio Finances. That's B-E-N-I, um, R-A-T-I-O Finances. Um, you can also find me on Twitter, Benny Ratio, or you can just go to my website, BennyRatioFinances.com. Um, and on my website, there is a link which allows you to uh, book a free session, a free consultation where we have a chat and we talk through what your needs are and see how I can serve you as your favorite accountant. The one that you won't be dodging their phone calls. There we go. We love that. Thank you so much for coming on to this episode. Everyone listening, we'll be back again next week with another episode. Next, oh, the week after. See, I'm telling you, say next week. The week after is two weeks now on a Wednesday. So please do stay tuned. It'll be a good episode. But thank you so much for listening. Bye, everyone. <laughs>